Mike Leibovitz, Top Secret Underground Podcast. I'm no longer basement adjacent. I'm parking lot adjacent. Um, <clears throat> well, this will be interesting. I am now recording from not my basement or my garage, but from a corporate office that I have rented. I rented a vacant office in a suburban corporate office complex. One of those things you see by the highway. I'm by the highway. And um, apparently they're just giving this office space away. They have so much office space, they don't even know what to do with it, uh, except give it away to comedians. Um, they, uh, they really are just giving it away. Everyone's working from home. So nobody needs all the office space in these office towers and these sprawling complexes. And, uh, you can really get yourself a good deal on a corporate office space. So I'm not officially a corporation yet, but I'm starting to feel pretty corporate. Uh, I'm not cold. That's for sure. The acoustics in this office are a little weird. It sounds echoey in here to me. I don't know how it's coming across on the pod, but uh, we might have to hang some drapes. We are definitely going to have to do something about the lights. They have these fluorescent tubes lighting my office. And I'll tell you, that's really not going to work for me. I get it's probably pretty efficient, but... Uh, I crave the warm, soft glow of an incandescent light bulb, maybe with a colored shade. Maybe I'll put something on my desk, maybe get a little lava lamp in here. You got to have the right vibe. If you don't have the right vibe coming in, how are you going to have the right vibe coming out? I wonder if that, uh, I wonder how much the lighting affects your work if the rapacious nature of the American corporation is somehow influenced by the austere quality, the harsh, austere quality of the fluorescent lighting that lights our corporate headquarters, that the just sort of the sheer harsh efficiency of this, of this fluorescent light, just efficiency, maximize profits. I wonder if that's like what turns us into machines, if that's what divorces us from our humanity. I think it's the lighting. It's not the uh, incentives inherent in capitalism itself. No, it's the efficiency of the lighting. That's what turns corporate titans into animals. Not, not necessarily the titans, but their minions. That is what turns their minions into soulless spreadsheet-filling machines. Bloodless murderers. They do not see the blood. They do not feel that they have blood themselves. Something like that. Anyway, I am in a completely vacant office space. I came here at night, but I could have come in the middle of the day and it would have been completely vacant, just like this. And uh, man, I don't know how it used to be if you were trying to rent an office, but they didn't do a credit check. They didn't even ask me for ID. I just sat down and talked to a guy and I didn't look good. 
I have uh, um, my glasses broke and uh, the the temple pieces broke off. And so in order to wear them, I had to poke the... <laughs> the lenses out of a pair of sunglasses and then tape the front of my prescription glasses over the front of the sunglasses. So I'm wearing this like taped double layer sunglasses, glasses, unshaven, certainly unshowered, uh, my pants tucked into my socks, which definitely do not match. I think I might have mentioned that one of my chief aspirations in life, you know, I don't have the biggest dreams. I just want to be one of these people who wears matching socks every day. If I, if I can ever get to that level, I will consider myself a success. And I'm not there yet, uh, but I'm trying. But I didn't make it. So for this meeting, I've got my pants tucked into mismatched socks, uh, smelling like a like a you know like a, a laundry bin that hasn't been washed. Um, weird taped glasses, double frame situation, unshaven. And I stroll in to meet this, yeah, I'm interested in renting an office. And he said, hey, you tell me what you want to pay. No credit check, no ID, nothing. They gave me the, I named my price. They accepted it. It was far below market value. And uh, here I am in my office. So uh, I could have been anyone. I'm not anyone. I'm someone. But I could have been anyone. And um, yeah, I'm just testing it out. This is me breaking in the office. Like I said, it's not cold. It's not, um, uh, it's really lifeless in here though. I got to do something. I mean, I, how important is, is ambiance to uh, your creative output? I think it matters. Although I usually work from such chaos, but there's a there's a heart to the chaos at my house. There's a there's a heart to the unfinished nature of the garage. There's a heart to the mess. Sure, it's cluttered, it's disorganized, but there's there's heart to it. It comes from a place of humanity. It comes from life being lived there and maybe not, you know, looked after as well as it should be, but but the mess is a result of life itself, of life existing, of life overflowing even. So, I mean, if it's, yes, it's disordered, but it's from a place of too much life. And here, the sterility, I mean, I guess that's what you want when there's a pandemic. But uh, anyway, point is, if you want to get yourself an office space, you can get yourself an office space. And I have 24-hour access to this building. I mean, this office is like, I don't know. I mean, I've stayed in hotel rooms that are smaller. I've got a desk, I've got a filing cabinet, I've got uh, two chairs, and um, I've got this soul-sucking, fluorescent lighting going on, turning me into a drone. I'm sorry, I'm back, I'm fine. I'm not a drone yet. I don't think I'm going to be a drone. I feel like I am the viral particle invading the hive, and I'm going to liberate the drones just with my pheromones. I have... Anti-drone pheromones. At least that's what I like to think. I don't know. I don't really like to think, but uh, sometimes I like to speak, and I assume that those 
statements issue forth from a place of mind somewhere. Hopefully the deeper mind within me, the deeper mind that flows through me, the deeper mind that indeed created me. But I, I really, I don't know, you know, I'm just, I almost said making it up here, but I'm not making it up. I'm winging it. I'm trusting the flow. There's a certain, there's a certain frequency that flows through you, you know, and you have to sort of, you have to sort of ride that. You have to sort of, I mean, you don't have to, but that's what I'm doing. <laughs> you don't have to do shit, but uh, I'm trying to get on that wave, that, that sinal, cosinal wave, and just, just fucking surf through the ether, baby. Surf through the isness of the moment. Surf through whatever. So I don't have um, a whole lot in the way of thoughts. You know, I just wanted to sort of check in and test out the space here, and that's what I'm doing. Um, yeah. Hopefully this is going to work. I mean, I'll tell you one thing about being in a corporate office space. It makes me feel like procrastinating. But if I dress it up to feel a little bit more like a studio, I think we'll good. We'll be good. I think we'll be good. But I get into this space. I'm like, oh, yeah, an office. This is like where I avoid doing work. So maybe that's not the best. But um, I mean, really, how, how I wonder what I could get away with in here. I mean, how long would it take for them to terminate my lease? Like, I imagine, like, I'm thinking, like, what, can I bring a bottle of whiskey in here? What about some brew dogs? I mean, can I put some brew dogs in the fridge? I mean, how far can I push this? I imagine I'd get thrown out for smoking reefers in the office. But again, I don't know. I could definitely vape in here. I mean, I'm definitely, I'm definitely hollering at uh, Julie girl. Do you guys jewel? I jewel. I, I really jewel everywhere. I jewel in airplanes. I jewel. I jewel. I have an agreement with Cyrus that I'm supposed to stop jeweling on March 1st. So I think I'm going to try and hold myself to that. But uh, the jewel sure is a lot more effective than the cigarette. I mean, it's more... It's definitely like you get you you get the same kind of effect from it without all the coughing and the wheezing and the constant colds and the constant bronchitis and all that stuff. I really do feel fine. And I think a lot of the health concerns are a little bit overblown. I'm sure nicotine's not good for you. It ain't vitamins, but uh, it ain't cigarettes either. It was definitely not cigarettes. I know it hasn't been studied for as long. Also, just roll the dice, right? I mean, just like by, you know, the laws of probability, what are the chances that anything you do would be worse than cigarettes? I mean, basically, <laughs> cigarettes are basically like the worst thing for you. So to say something is not as bad for you as cigarettes, you could cover your eyes and point at something and it would not be worse for you than cigarettes. You could, oh, a pile of dog shit on the ground. That's what I was pointing at. Yep, eat it up. Still not as bad for you as cigarettes. So the argument that the jewel is not as bad for you as cigarettes, I think is fair, I think is safe, and I think is definitely not saying a whole lot. But one thing it is more than than cigarettes, I think is addictive. It is... I definitely, I'm pretty sure I wake up in the middle of the night and hit the thing. I never 
did, I never woke up in the middle of the night and had a cigarette. It's definitely the first thing that I hit when I wake up in the morning. And um, yeah, like a cigarette first thing in the morning is fucking gross, unless you are a monster. There are some monsters who like to rip a cigarette first thing in the morning. And these are the people who just cannot wait to die. I can wait to die. I'm not afraid of it, but I'm not in a hurry. But some people are in a big fucking rush. And these people, a lot of them, like to rip a cig first thing in the morning. I was never one of those dudes. Hey, race you to the grave. That was never me. But I respect it. I understand it. I get it. But yeah, I agreed that I would quit jeweling on March 1st. And in return for this agreement, Cyrus... Uh, well, I mean, as his part of the agreement, I should say, was that uh, he agreed to stop stealing and hiding my jewels. And it wasn't quite, he, he didn't quite agree to stop stealing and hiding them, but he agreed that when he stole and, hide th- and hid them, he would return them to me when I asked for them. So that was, uh, I mean, this was basically a bargain I made out of necessity because I was wasting so much time ransacking this kid's room looking for my jewel. Um, pretty adorable that he steals my jewel um, to prevent me from jeweling. Not so adorable that it just makes me go out and buy another one, uh, which cuts into his college fund. Also not so adorable that he's not doing it because he cares about me or because of my health. He's doing it because he just doesn't like the jewel vapor. But I don't know. Still pretty adorable no matter how you slice it. As long as you slice it some way with the grain, against the grain, there's there's some charm in there somewhere. They're impeaching Trump again. I've been watching this second impeachment trial. I have to say, I think the sequel is better than the original. I mean, the first impeachment trial was good. Um, it was it was the talk of the town. This one kind of a little bit more under the radar. People don't give a shit as much, but if you watch it, it's actually like it's got better production values. The story is much more cleanly articulated, and definitely the special effects are better. They have all this video, they have all this audio, they're intersplicing it with tweets. I mean, the impeachment technology, I think we can all agree, has improved by leaps and bounds over the past year. It's only been a year since the last impeachment, and already, you know, they've learned so much about how to impeach. Um, turns out video interspersed with tweets with impassioned arguments are just more gripping than uh, secondhand accounts of conversations that seem vaguely inappropriate. A telephone conversation that seems vaguely inappropriate. All right, that's bad. Uh, video uh, and... <laughs> Video of your supporters storming the Capitol and violently assaulting police officers saying that they did it because you told them to. It's just better TV. So I think maybe the country has moved on somewhat from the uh, impeachment uh, obsession because, well, it does seem a bit moot to impeach a president who is no longer the president. But just like... As an act of impeachment making, I really think that it is so far a very well done. Also, the quality of the president's lawyers, I, I uh, actually didn't didn't watch, but I heard that he had a little trouble. Uh, I didn't watch yesterday when they were talking. I watched a little bit today. Uh, I, uh, but uh, 
Yeah, to to uh, not be able to retain competent lawyers because <laughs> it is clear to all of them that the uh, arguments that you're asking them to make could get them disbarred. I mean, if no lawyer, lawyers, they're not known for having the highest moral standard. Of course, they're they're supposed to always tell the truth, you know, especially in court. But they're not, they're not known for being the most discerning defense lawyers. Not known for being the most discerning. So when when none of them are willing to represent you, I don't know what it says about your guilt or innocence, but it's just better TV. That's all it is. I'm just saying this uh, impeachment part two, impeachment part two is some good shit. I mean, that really is how I look at it. I mean, I'm not really, I'm not really a citizen anymore. I'm just a consumer of content. So I have to look at everything as content. That's really what our new digital overlords want anyway. There's no such thing as citizenship. There's no such thing as life. I mean, life is really just an advertisement for itself at this point. So there's there's no getting caught up in right and wrong. It's just what's better TV, what's better video, what's better YouTube. It's just better YouTube. It's just better NY Times live streaming. This impeachment has just, the pandemic has necessitated better New York Times impeachment trial live streaming. With analysis. And uh, they really have risen to the occasion. The stakes are lower, but the quality is higher. That's my review of impeachment part two. I do appreciate the live analysis of the New York Times editorial staff going along with the uh, with the live streaming of the impeachment trial. I mean, if you're going to show this to me live, like, please tell me what to think. This is happening now. I have to be told what to think now. I'm consuming it now. I got to know what to think right now. I can't let it sink in. I can't wait until tomorrow to read what what I'm supposed to think about it. We got to have it live. I'll take it from you. I'll take it from 538. I'll take it from, oh, I'll take it from a panel of experts on CNN. But somebody please get live and tell me what to think. Because forming my own opinion is really, it's a lot of work and I'm out of practice. The opinions must be formed while the information is fresh, and my opinions are not going to form themselves. Okay? Um. So. That's all I got from my new corporate office. Just wanted to check in with you guys. Check some audio levels. Check the vibe in here. We need to work on the vibe, but the vibe's going to get worked on. I'm going to bring my vape pen I'm going to get some beers. I'm going to get a bottle of hooch. I'm going to get I'm going to get a nice rocks glass. I'm going to hang some tapestries from the wall. I want to get I have this thing on layaway at this store in the in the um, village uh, that's a that's a painting of Mahakala who's a Tibetan Buddhist god and um He's, I feel as though he's my patron god. Um, you might say that's cultural appropriation. I might say I've been on some crazy psychedelic trips and it feels like my culture. And uh, I'll tell you more about that next time. I don't have it in me right now. But uh, I'll tell you the Mahakala story. It's pretty fucking wild. 
So stay tuned for that. Until then, thank you so much for tuning in, babies. Thanks for driving out to my office with me. Watch the impeachment. Email me at secretlebowshow at gmail.com and tell me if you like the sequel or the original better. I like you no matter what. I don't judge you for your opinions. I see the humanity in you. And I love you so very much, my babies. Goodbye.